if you Google um, the category of the book, it mm. tells you it's misery lit. Misery lit. Misery lit. <laughs> and I just thought that's just so not what it is. It's no. Not. Welcome to another Newsweek Conversations. Uh, this is a special one. I'm just going to take a moment uh, before we start and before I introduce everyone to dedicate this show to my brother who is uh, sober today and living every day, one day as it comes. Congratulations, Nick, for keeping it real. So we are here today with uh, Aaron and Sam Taylor-Johnson. Thank you very much for coming. Thank, Thank you, you for having us. Aaron. Thank you. Aaron is uh, famous for being a superhero, among other things. Um, Kick-Ass, my favorite Marvel movie. Um, <laughs> uh, Quicksilver, but then my favorite hero, John Lennon. Oh, yeah. Just sort of, you've got to call him a superhero. You well, do. I think. Indeed, I do. Yeah, I agree. And then uh, <laughs> Sam, uh, famous for doing movies big and small and being an artist beforehand. So you did Fifty Shades of Grey. Big. And you did um, uh, Nowhere, Nowhere Boy. Small. Which was yeah. small. Yeah. Which is actually, and you did, that was your first collaboration. That's mm -hmm. right. Yeah. yeah, a decade ago now. So um, Sam, I'm going to ask, start by asking yeah. you some questions. So um, Please. You did not start life as a film. I did not. I started life as an artist, graduated art school, goldsmiths, and then went on to be a photography artist, photos and installations and, and sort of little short films and just slowly evolved into right. becoming a filmmaker. I found this great quote from you. You said, I wanted to become an artist because it meant endless possibilities. Art has a way of reinventing myself. Art was a way of reinventing myself. Yeah. Still true today? Still true today. And I like to think I reinvent myself daily. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and so, I mean, I've seen some of the photographs and some of the work and some of the exhibitions. They're fantastic. And Thank you. you were part of this, this uh, the young British artist movement mm -hmm. uh, back in the day. Uh, talk to us a little bit about that journey of, you know, taking for, you know, how you move from photography into the first motion picture. It was because as an artist, I was on a, a film jury and met um, the filmmaker Anthony Mangala, and he said, um, you'd make a very interesting filmmaker because I was very opinionated about movies because that, that was my passion. I loved watching movies. And he sparked a, an idea that, that was dormant but there. And, um, and then later on, so, and I didn't know him, he reached out and said, I'd like to produce a short film with you in order to then go on and make a feature if you're interested. So it was kind of like finding the golden ticket in the chocolate bar. Uh, yeah, how do you say no to that? You don't. <laughs> and that was an amazing, amazing mentor to have. Right. But then you went from making a pretty small film about, I mean, John yeah. Lennon's not a small character, but yeah, no. it was pretty, still a pretty small budget film, yeah, yeah. to making a huge film, yeah. Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. I mean, massive, massive, massive film. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what made you want to go from one to the other like that? I think because, like you said in the first quote, I like to reinvent and I do love a challenge. And that seemed like a challenge that I was ready for. Right. And um, and then I embarked on a, you know, a, a long journey that was that were that was definitely uh, challenging. <laughs> <laughs> and um, but you know, hindsight's a wonderful thing in many respects. And I do see the lessons that I learned along that way. And some lessons I didn't want to learn. And, and, but those lessons taught me things that then enabled me to shoot a movie 
like a million little pieces in 20 days and and with confidence having come off of something where you know where it had a bigger budget and a little more time to then you know be able to move fast on something small right. but i love making movies because i love i love the collaboration right well we look forward to seeing a lot more so aaron uh i saw that um after high school you studied acrobatics as one of the things, at least that's what it says on the internet, and everything you read on It's the very internet. new to me. It's, it's true, true. Yeah, apparently, yeah. <laughs> Is that it's true, not true? I mean, I was a gymnast um, at an early age, and, 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 and I really, really loved that. So um, I did do that for a good 10, 10 15 years um, of my childhood, and um, had the opportunity. The first film I got was when I was 10, and I had an opportunity to, um, to jump in a film, and I thought that was sort of the only one, it might never happen again sort of moment. So I decided to, to do something like that and, um, and uh, kicked out the squad. So never, never got back oh, in. Oh, is that right? Yeah. You were doing it until you were 10 or 11, then you were kicked out of the squad for yeah. being a... Yeah, Actually, it's worked out for you. <laughs> yes, <Yeah. laughs> it's funny because uh, when, you're, when you're a kid, that's kind of what you believe you're going to be, I suppose. So. But it, it seemed to me that some of the things I've seen you do, whether it's the R.E.M. video or some of the yeah. action hero stuff or in this movie you've just done, there mm. are some sequences that seem to pull from some of your acrobatic, gymnastic it's, troupe. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, physicality in this movie. and. Yeah. Um, Sam and I've sort of collaborated on things in between which have a lot of body movement and contemporary dance in it and I feel um, it was a decision kind of early on that Sam wanted to portray James, this character, in, in, in a sort of more expressive physical way uh, and, and how we can bring that sort of element of dance through, through the narrative of, of this story. So it was really interesting tape because obviously when you spend time with James Fry, he doesn't, there's, you know, there's, he doesn't, he doesn't dance or move like in that way. <laughs> so it was definitely an interpretation yeah. um, and it allowed us to sort of uh, play to our sort of strengths at times. So, um, so it was exciting. It's good to kind of, that was really interesting, you know, with a, with a book like this and having an adaptation um, to kind of portray in our own kind of voice, you know. So one of the uh, one of the other things that I read about you before we go deeper into there is that mm -hmm. you try to do one project a year, and that sort of one of you takes turns. Mm -hmm. One you do a project Aaron, and then you do a project Sam, and now yeah. you've just sort of found enough time to with the kids being a little older to do one together. Yeah, uh, you're going to do that now. Is that is that the new norm where you'll both do one project? together or love to I mean I think that's the idea is to kind of continue to collaborate and find more material and, and stories uh, not necessarily ones that we have to write on um, but um, yeah for the last nine eight nine years um, we've been one on one off and uh, so that we've been available as parents for the, you know for our kids and and and, uh, and support one another in, in our in our work and it's important to keep supporting each other's ambitions. Any of those decisions ever come down to an arm wrestle? No, you both got them. <laughs> Weirdly, it's one of those things that um, we've been pretty, pretty lucky to kind of slid one into the other quite nicely. Um, it's sort of really, it, I feel like it goes by um, 
first come first serve sort of situation <laughs> but it really sort of dictates you kind of get a rhythm for it you know when a job comes up and there's a lot of movement around it there's a lot of energy towards it you know yeah. same for sam which takes a lot more it takes a lot more um time and involvement and energy towards trying to get uh, a film off the ground when when you're a director and then obviously it continues to be a bigger part of your life. It's like a good two years, you yeah. know, whereas my, I could be in for three months and I'm out. Yeah. Um, but you kind of get a rhythm for it and you know when those are going to go and then you say that I don't want to do me a favor, don't tell me. Don't tell me what's coming through <laughs> the doors, you know? No, uh, I think, you know, you kind of, you know, you know where you can fit in and, uh, and ultimately, I just find there's just not much material that's interesting enough and I, I like hmm. to dive into a character and then I need that time to kind of shed that character and then feel present at home and, and then get that kind of creative itch again. So th that time off is actually kind of a, a good process for That's me as an actor. Yeah. Yep. yep, sounds good. So let's talk about the book. The film opens with the quote, I've lived through some terrible things in my life, some of which actually happened, which yeah. I assume is a nod to yeah. this mm -hmm. activity, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, um, did, did the controversy around the book affect you at all, or you just, because uh, I think I know that mm -hmm. you you enjoyed the book before it ever was controversial. So. I did. I, I, I've been on the journey of the book since it came out, I think 2005, and and, and I read it and, and loved it and went on the journey with James. I continued on the journey with James through um, what happened with the book and the controversy and and you know, public shaming and humiliation. And when did you first meet him? You met him? I met him, I met him somewhere in the art world. He has a better memory of it than I do. Oh, that's um, right, he's big in the art world as well. Yeah, yeah. He, and I met him collector. in the art world yeah. and, and he collects art. And, and then I, I, I reached out when I heard that the, the rights to the book had gone back to him. Because when I read it, I thought this, this is so filmic and, and it's such a strong story in the way that he's written the characters and the way he's written about his journey just left an imprint on me that stayed for a long time. And I, and I felt like as I read about other directors and studios coming in to the mix to make this, I always had a little tinge of envy and thinking what great material they had. Right. And then when we came, it came to us, I never felt like the controversy should be part of the movie. Yep. It was, it was there for people to look at and, and you know, have their opinion on. But for me, it was about the book and the book only. And do you think that, I know he gave you enormous freedom. He did, film, yeah. Right? yeah. Do you think that was partly due to the controversy and he just wanted to distance himself from it or? I feel, um, sorry, I feel that it was just because it had been in the hands of uh, studios. Um, it kind of danced around for about 15 years. Um, and filmmakers attached themselves to it and then wrote new drafts and then couldn't quite get it made and then it sort of fell fell the wayside and um, it was almost like there wasn't quite I think the controversy probably blocked them a lot more than and on how to get around it or play with it or felt too attached to it but um, I think well he he said it he put it best himself he, he just he kind of handed us the keys and said um, you know, I wrote this in the spirit of art. Go make art. That never happens. 
That never happens. Never. He said, he said, I've look, I know, because he, he said, he goes, Sam, I know you've been, I know you've had a tough time with an author in the past and I won't be that author, so I will leave yeah. you to your own <laughs> devices and that you, if you want to get in touch with me, I, uh, you know, you can always call me and I'll be there uh, and I will leave you alone if you need to. And, and he stuck true to his word. I mean, um, you know, he was very approachable. I spent a lot of time with him. Um, on and off texting, we went on a little road trip here and there, and um, to get to one, get to know one another. Went back to the treatment centre. Um, and had, had that uh, changed much since he was there? Um, no, like it, there's 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 a new buildings part of the donations for for the new wings and stuff, but a lot of it is uh, pretty much exactly how it how it was back then in '93, and uh, so it was really overwhelming for him to step through those doors again. He said he hadn't been back in over 20 years. So I guess the rawness of it was he was an addict, and now he's today he's 26 years sober and in battles with it every day. Incredible, to it's me. phenomenal, and also he's he's been through. Probably a rougher journey on the uh, on this side of, of things, and and he's been able to you know he battles with it every day as every addict will, you know, empathise with. Um, but yeah, walking through those doors, um, I guess I was quite selfish and naive to think actually it was really from my benefit in a sense of co-writing and really getting a sense of it as an actor trying to get more informed with the character, but. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize how actually how uh, overwhelming and emotional it would be for him to to relive those steps and um, and we went through quite we we had a we had a very bond a very, very close bonding um, time whilst doing that and uh, um, yeah and a lot of it was very similar to 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 how it was you know as you heard from my my introduction you know I certainly have someone in my life who was mm. uh, you know has to deal with sobriety every day. Is there a particular person or someone or something that was in either of your lives that made you want to do this film? Yeah, there was, and, and no longer with us, sadly, so, and a good friend of both of ours. And, and, uh, and, I, and I think that subconsciously it was a driving force in, in making this to, to, to know that we were making a movie that was was portraying addiction, but in a very real way. And you know, we made this on a sm very small budget in 20 days. So there's a, and with that comes all an authenticity in a way because we were very hands-on. And 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 I think that making something in this world that ultimately showed hope was really the most valuable thing to both of us in, in making this and and something where yes you're watching you're watching a movie about somebody going on a very dark journey but it undulates there's darkness and light and there's humor but ultimately the hope was the most important thing and and to be able to show that there's a community of support really so I agree with you about that hope and Aaron one mm. of the things that struck me was that the James Frey character was like a superhero. I mean, because the truth is that most people aren't as strong as him and they don't have as good, mm. I mean, you know, most of his classmates didn't survive. You, mm. you were talking about someone we can't talk about because you <laughs> get too emotional. I have my brother. Um, uh, did, did the fact that you've played superheroes in the past and now you're playing him, did, was there any crossover in there that, in your mind? Because he's... He, there seem to be for me. Well, I think he's a heroic character in a sense of, um, 
you know, many, pe many people who have read his book and why his book is such a, a bestseller is because he was really one of the first of his kind to articulate that internal struggle and that day-to-day -day fury and pain um, and, and also sort of fearlessly show his vulnerable side and, and, and the, all of its ugliness, you know, you know, is its beauty. It sort of was very refreshing to read something like uh, yeah. like that. And he's very it wears his heart on his sleeve. And it's it's not an easy character by any means. It's it's complex, and um, and that's the beauty of it. So, not necessarily likable. This this character is someone that you're it, you yeah you might not like them, but you want to root for them you want you have empathy for them you want to get behind them and you want them to triumph because we all personally either we've been through it or we know someone who's very close to us who's who's struggling with it or been through it or celebrating sobriety so so you can see the 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 everyday struggle and and, and the destruction and and how hard the to overcome those obstacles it is so if you google um the category of the book, it tells mm. you it's misery lit. Misery lit. Misery lit. <laughs> and I just thought that's just so not what it is. It's no, not, I've never it's seen it. It's just such a hero's tale. It yes. is. Because he helps everyone. And you laugh and you cry. Yeah. And well, he writes in rhythms. He writes dark and light to dark and, you know, and yeah. sadness to humor. And he writes in, in rhythms like that. But yeah, like Sam said, what she tapped into really early on was actually there's light at the end of the tunnel, there's hope, there's constant hope in, in the darkest of times. And um, so yeah, yeah, it's anything but, I'd say. What advice would you give someone who is an addict? What advice would you give someone whose friend is an addict? And if you want to make it more meta, we have an opioid crisis here in the United States. Mm. Um, and how do you think this person's story of recovery um, informs that issue? It's, a, it's such an enormous crisis yeah. that touches so many people's lives and no one is beyond help. And I think that's the most important thing and that the support is there. There are well-founded structures, there are people, there are that you're not alone and, and that there, there can be hope in the beacon of others who've been through it and are there to help you go through it yeah. and to come through the other side. And you may relapse, but there's still the same safety net of people to help you that will be there. And that's, I think, comforting to know that there is always someone who will help you. And if you can find it, it's not far out of anyone's reach, I don't think. Yeah. So in a world which is just dominated by um, streaming services like mm -hmm. Netflix and big, big movies, which you've both been part of, yeah. uh, you've decided to release this film as an independent picture with a staggered release date. What sort of made you decide to do that and, you know, Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, what was our decision to do that? No, um, <laughs> yeah, completely. Think, yeah, yeah. What was the decision to do that? No, I, I think um, I think it's definitely uh, a hard thing to. It's a very rare thing to try and keep um, that sense of uh, that sort of cinematic kind of theatrical release in, in today's society. I think it is um, becoming more and more hard to to get an independent film off the ground. Um, and have something 